Lots of parents say this. Maybe you can relate. My kid is so unmotivated. Or I'd love to trust the process and unschool. But if I did, all they'd ever do is fill in the blank. And usually those things that they'd always do if left to their own devices is stay on their devices. But I'll talk about that another time or two or three (laughs) about unschooling and technology. This time, though, I really want us to focus on that recurring theme of kids not being motivated. I'm Sue Patterson, and this is the Unschooling Mom to Mom podcast. I hope you'll take a second to subscribe or leave a comment. Let me know what you think. I'm hopping on here every week to give you a little unschooling pep talk. And this week, we're talking about motivation. So the first thing I want you to think about is what you're bringing to the situation. What are you wanting them to be motivated to do? Play in ways they used to when they were younger? Pick up a textbook? Do something that has a slight tint of academics? So sometimes the problem is with our agenda. I want you to think about what the story in your head is. What are you wishing would happen? And does your story need a little de-schooling? When we have an idea of what we think should be happening, it crowds out all the good that actually is occurring. It's a dismissive, yeah, but, yeah, that part is good, but this part isn't, so I want to keep the focus on the thing I'm not satisfied with. And maybe that needs a little reframing, right? It might be good to say, okay, this isn't quite what I expected, but these other things are happening and they are good. This loosens the grip that your fear has on you. It nudges you a little away from that all or nothing thinking or the disaster mindset we seem to move towards so frequently. It's always good to shine some light on the problem and see what all is going on. That's the witnessing part that you sometimes hear people talk about. It's about asking yourself if your assessment of the situation is true or accurate instead of getting defensive about what you want. Witnessing is when you can zoom out a little and see what's happening in the interactions between you and your kids or even anyone else. The next part to explore is what we mean when we say, how can I motivate him? Why do we think they need that? Because we don't like their choices? They aren't doing what we think they should do? They're not following the familiar script we've created in our heads. So that takes us back to our agenda and the ideas about what we think is supposed to happen. But where did the unschooling idea about all learners being hardwired to learn go? Or about humans being naturally curious? Do we think our child is the exception to this? We've read research that supports these ideas, but because the school approach dismisses them, because implementing all that personal choice in a school setting would be really hard, we also dismiss them and revert back to what's familiar. Our initial desire for a truly individualized, creative approach is laced with one-size-fits-all ideas. It's okay. It's a process. And the point is, to keep unpacking the thoughts that are getting in the way. So let's think about it. 
we have noticed that they're capable of focusing for a very long time on the things they want to do. They show us grit when they stick with things that are hard because they want the end result. Video games, Lego, playing pretend all pop into mind here. So it's not that they can't focus. They can. We could even say they have plenty of internal motivation for things they care about. We're just not caring about the same things. We're not trusting the process or seeing the learning and value in the choices they're making. We get panicky as time clicks on and we think, but they don't know their times tables. They're not reading fluently or some other academic pursuit we see as more valuable. And most of this boils down to the fact that they don't share our choices of what they should be doing. They prefer something else. But we've read and agreed with the concepts that motivation is something that really comes from within. So we know that theoretically, and maybe even from our own life experience. But why can't we hold on to that when it comes to our kids and their motivations? Why do we second guess it all? Well, it's the usual culprit, fear. And we can have all kinds of things to fear and reasons those ideas pop into our heads. That's the hard work of unschooling. We have to look at our own agendas, our own motivations. Maybe our fear is lurking around the idea that we're not inspiring enough. If you're walking away from your child and not engaging with them, that's a possibility. But it's more likely that we're holding on to old ideas, stuck with that familiar past, or worried about a future. We have no idea what it will hold. As Alfie Cohn, the educational researcher and author of the fabulous book, Punished by Rewards, writes about, he writes about internal and external motivation. He says, only extrinsic motivation can be increased from the outside. So that's what schools focus on with grades, points, awards, praise, and the like, often at the expense of children's interest in learning. So as unschoolers, we bypass the grades and points, but we still may have the praise and rewards built into our parenting. And that's probably getting in their way as they develop their own intrinsic motivation. The simple fact is that humans learn because they want to know something. It's relevant to their activities in their own life. It's how we've managed to stay alive and evolve. It's not because someone outside us said time to learn something. That's the artificial construct of school. And it does its best to squash that intrinsic motivation. Little kids learn so many things without a lesson plan because it was a natural thing to do. They wanted to speak to us and convey their needs. So they learned to talk. They wanted to move across the room to get something, so they learned to walk. Those toddlers are so full of intrinsic motivation. Then came school, a place full of demands, expectations, requirements, coercion, comparisons, and competition. A place where the information wasn't really necessary, so they implemented all these extrinsic ways to motivate. And what happened was they overpowered the natural motivations we all had to learn. And then we became the parents and carry with us the belief that the fault was ours for why we didn't remember the arbitrary facts or excel the way everyone thought we should. And the fault was never ours. The fault 
was with the school approach of trying to focus on prioritizing the system moving smoothly over the needs and inclinations of the learners. How many times did we hear them say, you'll need this someday? But did we though? So we carry this process into our parenting, thinking they need to make the choices we were told would be necessary. And then we look over and they're not that motivated to do those things. So we consider the kids unmotivated. But really, they're just unmotivated to do the arbitrary things we're expecting to see. They are motivated to play. They are motivated to pursue their own interests. And that's where the learning is really happening. That's where it's relevant. And it's motivating them to move towards something more challenging or achieving some goal they've set. Even if it doesn't look like our past learning experiences, with all the external motivations and coercion that happened in our childhoods, why would our unschooled kids have something that looks like that? And isn't that the point to create something different that actually works better for the learner on so many levels? Play really is how kids learn. It's how they explore the world and find what they need. The concept of motivating kids is really about coercing them to our way of thinking. And coercion doesn't work, even when it's sugar-coated and disguised. What does work, though, is connecting more with the kids and the things they enjoy. That enables you to see what they're enjoying and how they're learning and breaking free of the idea that it has to be all the familiar things you were forced to learn or you think would be good for them. There's no rush. They have plenty of time to learn whatever they need. And when we wait until they do actually need it, everything falls into place. So hopefully this helps you rethink that idea of motivation a little bit, or it starts to break the grip of the negative spiral you might be on. Think about diving into more de-schooling resources and try to see the learning that is happening all around you. I have some links to share that I'll put in the notes and it can help you dive a little deeper. That's all I have for this week. Enjoy your kids. Reach out if you need more resources or support and we'll chat again next week.